weird to do one of these. It's been a while. But we're back to vibing in the Ritz car. Um, it's been a long gap. It's been a while. Uh, I got my my coworkers now rushing up to me. Don't come in my car. It's messy. I just want to get in. Look, you gotta hop in. Yeah, yeah. I can run over you right now. the Vibing Marie's Car Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, um, where anything and everything can happen, and nothing's off limits, even running over your coworkers. Um, it's been a crazy month for me, personally. Lots of work, and lots of interesting events, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about other things that are much more fun than that. Um... Where do I start? Do I start with the college football season? I think I do. Um, lots of really good teams. Lots of really good surprise teams. Syracuse, Illinois, Ole Miss. Um, there's more. There's even more. Um, there's more. What am I thinking? UCLA, TCU, Kansas things as such as that. It's just really cool to see teams that do not get the limelight or the spotlight ever uh, in that spotlight for once. It's really cool. Um, and you got those teams that are still powers like Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Michigan, I feel like it's becoming the upper echelon team. They just they run the crap out of the ball and no one can stop them. Um Clemson hanging around. They're such a sneaky team because they don't play anybody. <laughs> but the teams they do play, they'll beat by like four or five, and then they'll get by them, and they'll go undefeated. They'll undefeated, and they'll make the playoff. Um, if they do make the playoff, though, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Notre Dame-esque playoff exit for them. Um, very similar to like Notre Dame-Alabama in 2020, where you just really, I don't think saw a competitive team. You saw a team, like in Notre Dame, who were really good that year. Um, they went undefeated in the regular season. They beat Clemson. And then you have the ACC Championship game where T-Wall is back. It was a G- DJU in that Notre Dame game in South Bend. Um, so he was unable to really... And they scored a lot of points, but the tr- well, lack of Trevor Lawrence was apparent in that game. And getting him back for the ACC title game... They mollywhopped Notre Dame, and it wasn't close. And Notre Dame should not have made the playoff because of that. Um, they made the playoff because they got a win over um, Clemson. But Clemson also beat them again, so it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Should have been A&M. Off topic, of course, uh, just to say, I could definitely see an early exit for Clemson if they made the playoff. Um... Playoff prediction right now, I think Georgia loses one in the regular season. I don't think that they've looked as sharp. That Missouri game was really bad. They looked really bad. I don't know if they lose to Tennessee, but watch out for Kentucky in Lexington. I've been saying it since the preseason. You're in Lexington. That's a really tough place to play. Kentucky 
deadly, desperately needs a win over one of these top five teams. Uh, I think they might get one. And I think that if Georgia loses that and then loses the SEC Championship game, which I believe they would, I think the playoff goes something like Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and bro, maybe TCU. Quentin Johnson, Max Duggan, good offensive line, Sonny Dykes, great defense in situational football. Um, I really like TCU this year. I could definitely see a miracle run out of them. Um, even, even Oregon could make a run. Even Oregon could make a miracle run after losing by 45 in week one. Um, they could even make a miracle run because they've won every game since that game. They play some good teams, and then they'll play in the Pac-12 championship game, which Utah is probably going to be favored in, but you never know. And if it's not Utah, it'll be USC. And Oregon owns USC in the current state of college football. So I really wouldn't be shocked if Oregon made it, and we saw an Oregon-Ohio um, State rematch from last year. A lot of di- but much different teams, but it'll be interesting to see. That's probably where my mind goes, somewhere like that. TCU or Oregon, that four spot. Maybe if Georgia is first in that SEC championship game, they lose close to Bama. Maybe they, um, maybe they still stay at the fourth spot. I don't know. I feel like Georgia's going to pretty well handle Tennessee, which is going to make it look really good, and they'll like they'll get that win. Anyway, really interesting in college football right now. Heisman uh, should be going to Hendon Hooker. Do not care um, about anybody else. Do not care about Bryce Young. Do not care about CJ Stroud. There's been the best quarterback in the country has been Hendon Hooker so far. Blake Quorum, very close up there. Quentin Johnson for TCU as well in that conversation. Um... And I have one more guy in my mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jameer Gibbs um, has just been untouchable for Bama this year. So, a lot of really fun stuff in college football this season. NFL's been interesting about what we all expected, except for the Eagles being the best team in the league. Jalen Hurts is something else, man. He is something else. He's very much like Lamar Jackson. Um, They're both limited throwing the football. But the thing that the Eagles do better than the Ravens is scheme around that. Um, the Ravens, I feel like, just are so inconsistent with the way they call games. If you watch any Eagles game this year, they will beat you in the exact same way. They will run the ball. They will get big passes to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith in big scenarios. And they'll play good defense. And that's how they've beaten teams every time this week. The Ravens can beat you many different ways. But they can also lose in many different ways. And the Eagles have not shown an ability to lose this season. They're 6-0. and um, And Jalen Hurts might be the favorite for the MVP right now. Uh, I would personally vote Mahomes, um, probably. But I could definitely see the argument for it being Jalen Hurts. Best player on the best team is um, the argument there. But there's not a lot, really, that is crazy in the NFL this year. It's been a fine season. Just plodding along until Tom Brady retires. It's been good to see them get off to a very bad start. They probably should have lost that Atlanta game. They should be two and four right now. Um, and if James Winston didn't have eighteen broken bones in his body, maybe one and five. This is not a good Buccaneers team. Um, and it's awesome to see, especially when they're old and all sorts. They just might not be very good this season. They might be a first run out. The Rams also don't look good. Um, they're three and three. 
they cannot throw the ball, and they cannot run the ball, and they cannot pass block. So when you can't do any of those things, you can't run block either. When you can't do any of these, in, any of those things, you're not going to be in a good spot to win games. And they've not won games against good teams. They beat Carolina. Um, they beat. Did they beat Houston? They play Houston. Maybe they play Houston. I don't know. Um, they beat two teams. Uh, I don't think they've beaten anybody good. They got, of course, they got blown out by Buffalo the opening night game. Everybody saw that coming. Everybody saw that coming. Um, it did. I can't really remember who they've beaten so far. Did they beat the Cardinals? They played the Cardinals and beat them? I'm not sure. You've got um, the Niners looking odd. That division entirely is up for grabs. The freaking Seahawks could win it. They've looked potent on offense, and they got some really good young defenders in the secondary. Um, and Boy Amafe hasn't even broken out yet, so it's going to be very interesting. Seattle's uh, growth throughout the next portion of the year, it should be very fun. Um, don't sleep on the Patriots, just want to add that. This team plays good defense, as it usually does. Um, they play very good in situational football, as they always do. And they continue to just look really good. That division entirely is great. The AFC East. Um, you've rarely heard that over the past 20 years. But every single one of those teams is at least good um, right now. I don't think the Jets will end up being good. They've not really played anyone yet. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, they have two guaranteed... Every team in that division has two guaranteed losses to the Buffalo Bills. Um, who will most likely win that division and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're my pick currently right now. Um, heading into the year is Bills-Bucks. That's not looked great. Um, probably more like Bills-Eagles right now. Uh, just looking like that. But the Eagles could be one of those teams that just that go really good in the regular season and powder out. You can see a Rams. You can see a Niners go... Oh, the Niners were my Super Bowl pick out of that. Uh, out of the, no, I don't know. Trey Lance was my MVP pick. I still predict that the Bucks made the Super Bowl. So, there's all of that. Um... Let's get to the bread and butter, the meat of this pod. Um, I want to talk, completely shifting gears, I want to talk about Halloween ends because I just need to talk about it to kind of rationalize my thoughts because I do not know what that movie was and I don't know if I liked it and I don't know if I didn't like it. Um, it was definitely the most bonkers Halloween movie and that's saying a lot because one of them is a reality show with um, Ice Cube, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, who, who does karate. Um, so, yeah, I don't really... It's crazy, that movie. And I can... Um, I've not seen any reviews, except for one. And it was a positive review of it. But I know it's not a popular movie. I know no one really likes it, just in general. And I think the reason would be Corey Cunningham if you're looking at it. If you're, like, trying to find a one reason nobody likes the movie, I would assume it's Corey Cunningham because it does something that I personally do not like, where in a long-running TV movie series, it makes... It just completely sidelines the main antagonist and puts a new main antagonist in the film. And that's sort of what it did with Corey Cunningham, who was the villain of the film. Um, Michael really took a back seat in the film. 
and so did Lori to a degree. And the trailers really did not show that. The trailers really looked like they were going to be main on Lori versus Michael one final time, and we got that. But was it good? Did was the way we got there any good? Um, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Um, Corey Cunningham kills the kid to begin the movie. Um, on accident, he goes insane because of it, and because of bullying from local high schoolers who he could beat up if he tried. Um, but he did not try. Just a really weird plot line of the fact that he's recruited Michael Myers to help him murder people. Like, last time we saw Michael Myers group up with somebody, it was the Cult of Florin and Curse of Michael Myers, and that did not work out well for anyone. That did not work out well for anybody. And if you, if you watch the director's cut, I believe, of Curse of Michael Myers, I believe Michael's dead in that version. Or not dead, but immobilized due to Paul Rudd's antics. Um, and in this film, he dies for real, but he really never... He kills Corey Cunningham, yes. Like, he is the one that kills Corey Cunningham, but I feel like that was more of a passive kill. I feel like it could have been done much better. Um... Because the whole time, they want you to want Michael to kill Corey Cunningham. They're sort of wanting you to root for Michael to kill Corey Cunningham. And we never really get that. Maybe they're not telling you to root for him. But that's the vibe I got from the film. It's just weird to me. Um, I don't really know what to think of it, to be honest. Um, a lot of weirdness. Allison was great, again love the character. Top five character for me in the entire series of Halloween. Love it. She's a great character. Well acted. I thought Corey Cunningham was well acted. And to be honest, I thought it was a fun character. Um, just the the brutal... He just brutally murdered people in this film. Like, this was a gory movie. And a lot of it was done by Corey Cunningham. The kill of the radio host was an all-timer. The kill of the doctor was an all-timer just because of how funny it was. You see him just stabbing him with no emotion. It's so funny. It's so funny. Unintentionally so, but it's hysterical. So, did they pull off what they meant to do? They did not make him scary. I was not threatened by him at all. Um, and really, Michael was not threatening either. Because Michael was really just stumbling around the entire movie, trying to get back on his feet. He just looked old and immobile, um, which is a great way to make someone unintimidating right there. The best moment of the film, though, came at the end. The entire final act was pretty good. Uh, the Not really the entire act, but the everything that happened in Lori's house, uh, the shooting of the pumpkin... The first person view of uh, Corey going into the room gives you flashbacks to um, to uh, 78. Just, um, you get that. You get her shooting him three times, him falling off. I shot him three times! Him falling off of the roof or the top of the building into the floor. And uh, her him stabbing himself, making Allison think that Lori killed her, or Lori killed him. 
Um, don't know why, by the way. Two things. Why Allison is so immediately, completely enamored by Corey Cunningham. He's kind of a geek. Um, like an abusive geek. So, I feel like her character is much better than to just be immediately head over heels for him. And I feel like it, she would believe Lori after everything that's happened. But she thinks he did. She killed him. Um, but then, like, five minutes later, she's like, uh, yeah, you probably didn't, and he probably did try to murder you. So, like, there was definitely no res- resolve there. Like, she didn't say, oh, I saw security cam footage, and he was the one that killed the DJ, or something like that. I think, I guess they imply that the, because of the fact that the radio tower's on fire, that he's the one that does it, because they're like, let's light the town on fire, and he actually does it get it it's funny i promise um i guess that's what they're going for there but they don't really give it to you you have to kind of reach for it and i guess that's fine but it's something that a little bit upsetting to me but the best moment in the movie let me get past it is the battle between Lori and michael of course it is it's great um from her hiding in the closet to purposefully making something stop making noise so he realizes it stops making noise for an explosion in the microwave to distract him her to pop out, stab him, get him down, pin down on a on a table, and he looks dead. He looks done for. She cuts his throat open. She slits his wrist. He looks dead. He looks done for. And he rips out his hand through the table, cutting it in half to strangle her with her ha- his hand, which is now completely severed. It's a freaking awesome moment. Um, and really just a culmination of Michael's powers. You love to see it. You love to see it. And then you get, of course, the arm break. And I think, no, I think this is when... I think Allison slits his, his, his um, wrist. Um, then they put him on top of a car. Because she's like, he's dead. And Allison's like, not dead enough. So they put him in a shredder. And they show it all. They show all of it. And I appreciate the fact they showed it all. You see his head, his body crumble. He looks like a Mr. Arm, a Scott, a, a man, Stretch Armstrong. Really unintentionally hysterical. Um, but my thing is, I'm kind of sad. Like, Michael Myers is a murderer. He is a brutal murderer. But I just don't know if that was the way he should have gone out. I just, I miss him already. I miss him already. Uh, And I'm not someone who thinks this is canon. This is not the canon timeline for me. I will always believe 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I'm not really 3. Let me skip 3. 1, 2, 4, 5, 6 are the canon all the way up to Curse. I think those are the original canon, uh, in my opinion. This is what Mustafa Akkad did. That's the father of Halloween. That's the movies he made. Those are the original canon movies uh this is a second timeline a third timeline and it's enjoyable as a first to 2018 to 20 or to kills to ends it's an enjoyable series i will say though 2018 and kills went perfectly together they were so well put together both of them followed each other to perfection in my opinion um ends really just goes its own way and that's one of the reasons I liked it, but it's also one of the reasons I did not like it as much as I could have. 
I thought that the Corey Cunningham character definitely took away from Michael. But in his own right, I found him very interesting and very intriguing. And the power swap between Michael and Corey Cunningham in the sewer very much reminded me of Jamie and Michael's power swap at the end of 4. Um, so, there's definitely some stuff there. And we could definitely see Corey Cunningham return as Michael. That would be bad. That would be completely awful. And no one would like it because that's not Michael. That's not my Michael Myers. And I would be someone who would agree with that. Um, I like Corey Cunningham in this movie. But it'd be like... It'd be like if in the original Star Wars you see Vader as Vader and he says, Luke, I am your father, and he, he's not. He's someone else who kills Anakin in the Clone Wars and takes his identity. Like, that would suck a lot. Um, and luckily that's not what happened. Hopefully that's not what happens here. Hopefully if they do continue with the Michael Myers story, we get Michael back. And he's resurrected, and we go back to the Cult of Thorn, or we go back to something like that. Because I would much rather see an undead Michael Myers than a Corey Cunningham as Michael Myers cameo, um, not cameo, uh, cosplay. It definitely would just be very much something that no one would like, and I would be on board with not liking it. And I like the Corey Cunningham character, but he's something that's standalone and should not be extended. If you do extend it, though, do not have it be a Halloween movie. Call it something else. Because no one's going to be like, oh, cool, it's Corey Cunningham. No. No one's going to say that. Absolutely no one's going to say that. And I'm saying that as someone who liked the character and thought it was an interesting idea. Um, you can't bring him back. He's nowhere near Michael Myers' coolness. Um, nowhere near. Even if his mask is on. Even if he has the Michael Myers mask. Like, that scene was cool. Like, him putting on the Michael Myers mask and killing everybody. That was cool. Um, him walking in the radio station and killing that girl behind the window was pretty funny. Um, him walking past the window very creepily was really cool. Um, but you cannot draw that same coolness in an extended period because he used up all the Corey Cunningham. Like, I don't think you can do it again. I don't think you can go back to that will. No one would care because that's not who we spent 40 years getting to know as a horror icon. That's not... That's not what happened. So, if we do get back, I hope it's... If it, my main hope, and this won't happen, is it is continuation of this timeline, and it's Cult of Thorn, stuff like that. That will not happen, because I love the Cult of Thorn stuff. That's, that's my stuff right there. I love it. I think it's so corny, but to a great degree. Um, the only thing is that I wish they would have gotten Danielle Harris to play herself uh, in that film... I know she didn't want to die, which makes sense, but I think it would have been much more of a cool thing and a much more devious thing. Like, you would actually genuinely hate the Cult of Thorn. Like, she, they kill off Jamie, but it doesn't really have the same effect it not being Danielle Harris. Um, but yeah, I love the Cult of Thorn stuff, but I think what actually will happen if they ever continue doing this, because you can't not. There's too much money to be made. I think they'll probably just start a new timeline in like 15 years um, and bring in freaking 88 year old um, Michael Myers 88 year old Sid uh, um, Laurie Strode and do something like that that would also suck <laughs> but it's probably what they'll do it's probably what they'll do um, and I will for one watch it because I'm a sucker for Halloween
And even though this is probably one of the more hated Halloween films in history, I enjoyed it for how wacky it was. I didn't like Halloween 5 because of how it treated Halloween 4. Because I love Halloween 4. I think that's my favorite Halloween movie still to this day. Um, and it's, it, the reason I like it so much is because it really just does copy Halloween 1. It's like The Force Awakens does to The New Hope. Um, it's just the same movie. But I think it's done better. And the shots of Michael in that movie are just so freaking creepy. When she's in the house and he's on the rocking chair and you see him out the window. But they don't well, don't want you to see him, but they, he's still there. That's so cool. Um, as we arrive at our destination. Um, yeah, I just... Hopefully, one day we get a new Halloween. Because I don't know if I'll be able to live without it, man. I love this franchise for how crazy wacky it is. Um, and it definitely is that. It definitely is that. Um, and I'm excited for more, hopefully. And I don't think Halloween Kill or Ends was as bad as people are saying it is, I assume. Once again, I've not seen any reviews, but I would assume, I think I know the Halloween audience enough to know people do not like when you mess with the Halloween formula. Um, and they mess with it a lot, but I think it's a good effect. So, um, thank you all for listening to me rant for 25 minutes and 26 seconds, and I will see you all next time.